14 to 3 against Kentucky? It wasn't a struggle win. We were in control okay. the entire game. However, okay. our offense is absolute hot garbage. Welcome in to Georgia Bama Coaches. We hope all of you are safe following Hurricane. How was it for you, Lamorse? Did you have anything happen to you? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I think my power went out for maybe 15, 20 minutes, but I just normal work day for me. We were without power for two days. Ew. Yeah. You should have said something. <laughs> It was it was Thursday and Friday. I was it was fine. It, okay. It literally a tree came down and knocked out the power line and it covered like the entire road. So fortunately there was a second entrance. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to go to any of the games this week. So. Oh wow. Yeah. If we if I didn't have that the we didn't have that back entrance to the neighborhood, I would have been stuck at home and annoying my wife for two days. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. But um she had to actually go to my sister's house to do to work because really? we didn't have any internet. But my sister did. So she went over there on Friday. But uh we're safe. The power's back on obviously. Um a couple trees fell down in our yard. None of them hit the house. None of them hit our neighbors' fences. None of them hit any hit the truck. So I mean we somehow no. an entire tree got uprooted and fell down, but it didn't hit anything. So you know, that's a blessing. Yeah. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, as always, we'll start with um, the struggle club. Um, guys, have your submissions for the week that the bouncers letting into the club. Um. This is this is somebody who's on the edge of getting inside the club. They don't know if they want to actually go in and pay the cover yet, mm -hmm. but they're right there. And I'm just going. They to got dressed up and there. came out, but they're 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 not ready to pull that that cash out yet. Yeah, right. And I'm just going to throw this out there as, um, or it's, it's going to be two teams like this because of the situation that they're in. Number one being Clemson. Um, Clemson's season almost went down the drain this week just because of a COVID test. And that team without Trevor Lawrence is not good. It's not good. Not like right they're going to be in trouble next year when he when he goes to the Jets. Travis Etienne saved that team. He saved did. the season. Um, that second half, basically all run. You and know. he is officially out next week against Notre Dame. They have, a, they have right. that he won't be in the game. And I hope Notre Dame can win. Actually, it doesn't even matter because if if Notre Dame wins... They'll lose the Clemson in the ACC championship. In, right. Exactly the way I called it at the beginning of the season. They'll, they'll make it to the ACC championship and then get kicked in the teeth. That's, that's just how it's going to go for them. Right. So it's just like at this point, they're doing damage control. They want to get inside the club, but you know... Mm -hmm. They just, you know, 
yeah. they're not there yet. But next week we'll determine if they actually make it in. Yeah. Um, and the same situation I'm going to say for this next team with Florida. Florida wants to throw hands, and you know we love to see it. But I'm sure, with Mizzou, like who cares? I'm sure it's going to be way more than the two people that were ejected uh, during the game. That's going to be suspended for Georgia, and they're still coming off of um, the virus where they they were missing half of their defensive starters in the game to begin with. So you're you're going from these players haven't played in what two two three weeks ish. And now they're coming up to the biggest game of their year and they're going to be out because they want to fight against Mizzou. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think that was the brightest idea. Granted, they, they pretty much handled Mizzou fairly easily um, after that first half, but that's yeah. still they're, they're on the door. I'm just going mm-hmm. to keep my eye on them. But outside of that, you know, I just want to reiterate how bad the Cowboys are. Yeah, that, that's that was my team. I mean, the Cowboys, I've never seen a complete entity be that bad, like from top to bottom. Right. The owner is an idiot. The GM has no idea what he's doing. The head coach has no control of his locker room. And the players don't care. And the players hate their quarterback or their old their backup quarterback that just, that just got knocked <laughs> he got, out. He got a concussion, and you're just gonna you're gonna let it happen. You're just gonna let that happen. But I'm I'm almost 100 certain that even before this game, they did not like Andy Dalton and yeah. Andy Dalton chewing out the offensive line before he got injured didn't help anything either. No, he's he's um, not the type. He can't do. You're not. You haven't established yourself to do that type of stuff. You can't you're not with that team. Let's Yeah, especially with that ask, team. Yeah, with that team. But Andy Dalton, you know, he still has just the about the same amount of success as uh Dak Prescott. So, yeah. You know. All right, Solomon, who's who's your submission to the the struggle club? The University of Georgia. That was a struggle win. 14 to 3 against Kentucky. You have no defense. I mean, you have no offense. You're back to your JV offense. Congratulations. You're going to lose to Florida because they're going to annihilate you because you can't score the ball. I want to throw that out that we said Georgia had no offense for the past this I don't is know, true. How, many, how many weeks. Since the first and game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> It's, hey, it's, it's I, not like it's anything I new. I love the fact that you, your team sucks. Hey, hey, well, Morris, what's it like for you? You don't have to worry about your team week to week. I don't understand. Is, is, I, here's the thing, though. Like, yes, our offense sucks. But at no point during that Kentucky game was I worried about winning. Yeah. It was so not the score you I, wanted it to be, but right. you, that's, the same, that's the way I felt about the Tech game. I mean – they should have won by a lot more points, but there was I never felt like they were out of control of that game. Right. It's not like we were down 28 to 10 at halftime against this team. Like, they yeah. scored that one field goal, and that was it. Yeah. Like, their offense just – I mean, Georgia's defense can stop 
the the mid to low tier teams. Let's throw that out there. Florida's going to score on us. Alabama's going to score on us. We understand that. A healthy Clemson will score a lot of points on you. Right. Ohio State. Those teams who have legitimate offenses will score on us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in terms of us losing, I I didn't have any doubt. Kentucky played it closer than I would have liked. But, you know, part of that was that they didn't have any offensive possessions because both teams were running the ball and had like 20 play drives. Like that yeah, was they the, took the air out most, of the ball. most boring game to watch I've seen in a while. You know, it is what it is. But a Penn State, I think we should put in there. Last week, they lost to Indiana on a last second two point conversion that was questionable. And they, this week, they, they make they. Ohio State just handled them like they were never they were never in that game really even though the, the final score gives them a little bit more credit than it should. That that team was talked about being a, a, a contending with them for the, the Big Ten championship. And now they're sitting at zero and two start their season. And but with how many games they got, they're not gonna they're, they can't come back from this zero and two loss. They can't come back from it because they only got they barely have ten games if they make the championship. I guess my issue with Penn State is I never had that much confidence in them anyway. And that's not saying that they're a bad team, but they're like, I mean, they're they're like the Auburns of the world. Like yeah. some years they're they're significantly better. The other years they're just, you know. Yeah. But they're but they, always they were being that's they that was they were in the discussion this year. They were. And now they're starting 0-2, which Right. I, I think they should be well, at worst. They should be one on one. They let Indiana in a game that they shouldn't have had Indiana in at all. Right. I think this week we understood. In, they last no, this week, last week that score is right. not surprising. But like the fact that it's on top of last week with losing right. to Indiana, their season's over. Yeah, I, I want to say the same for Michigan. Um, yeah, just because they lost they to lost Michigan to State, who lost to State. Rutgers. Rutgers right. is not a good team. Rutgers is. Rutgers is the Georgia Tech of the Big Ten. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're probably the Vanderbilt. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's take it down a notch. Um, no, I mean, but, according, according to Coach Cam, they are the Vanderbilt. So I mean, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so but teams that are looking up right now, um, that they're they're overachieving, but they are they're not going to go anywhere significant. Um, would be Cincinnati. They look they look good in their game, um, and Coastal Carolina looked really good. <laughs> well, or Georgia State just looked I, really bad. That could be I, that too. I can't give Coastal Carolina any no. No, I don't do have some information. Stop, stop being mean. Stop being mean. They beat somebody fifty-one to nothing. Your team can't score t- twenty-one points. You, you you don't have the right, right to say somebody sucks. No, we're giving them credit. But uh, I'm actually going to give you all some insider information on this stuff. Uh, a wise man uh, once taught me to keep my ear to the ground about things. Um, well, I can't say it was a wise man. He had a wise moment. Um, that man was was our own Solomon Johnson. Taught me to, uh, he, he taught no. me. You don't say. You don't say. You actually listen to me and good things happen. I like that. So, I like that. um, 
Will Muschamp is not doing well at South Carolina. We agree on that, yes? Obviously. I mean, he's a VSU guy, so, you know, we'll, we'll stand with him, but, you know. He, no, we won't. He's not, he's not doing that well. But uh, there is a early favorite to take that job. And that's assuming he gets fired, which probably will get fired after this season. Um, and, the, and the favorite, we're going to break it here on this podcast with only 10 followers for us. Coastal Carolina's head coach will be, is the odds-on favorite to be the next head coach at the University of South Carolina. Oh. Yes. That's bad. That's a bad hire. Okay, okay so my, <laughs> my, my question with that, um, and I'm not totally familiar with their coach, but um, one of the issues with South Carolina as of recent has been their recruiting. Like, they just lost their number one player in the state of South Carolina to go to Georgia. Um, will this hire even help their recruiting? Because I, I don't think that's going to be the flashy uh, coach that South Carolina I, fans would want. Yeah. Hey, don't forget don't forget about Clemson and how close they are in their recruiting circle. So it's like they lose out a yeah. ton. Their little brother. No, you're, you're right. Um, I, I don't know the thought process going into the move. I, this is just what I'm hearing of him, you know, because he, he has been recruiting the South Carolina area, so he knows the area. Right. So he theoretically he could do stuff, and he is – he is – if you talk to the players in that locker room, he is somebody that you want to play for and you have fun playing for him, which, you know, as cliche as it sounds, this is a game – and you're supposed to have fun when you play games. And a lot of places have lost that concept. I mean, after they beat Georgia Southern last week, they turned they dressed up one of their GAs as the mascot for Georgia and, or for Georgia Southern and turned it and turned it into a, a WWE wrestling match where they they laid him on a table and jumped on him and you know had Stone Cold Steve Austin come out and you know all this type of, so they're, they're making it fun for their guys to play and enjoy playing the game. Um, so people want to play for a guy like that. So I, I guess that's where they're trying to go with it because must champ such a buttoned up guy. Um, and he's very much a, you know, discipline, let's go, let's get the job done and go home. Right. Maybe they're trying to go in a different direction. Uh, that would breed more. They feel now. I agree that they need to go a different direction. I put Will Muschamp in the same what can do in the way as, as like a Gus Malzahn. Um, yeah. I think Auburn needs to go in a different direction at this point. Um, even though they're coming off of a huge win against LSU, Which that's, that doesn't mean but, anything to your local Mississippi right. State did that. But I I just don't see the benefit of getting rid of Will Muschamp and then hiring a guy that's only proven to win at one school and in one year. We'll do everything and just try to make Yeah. And then uh 
Oh, hell, we're already up here. Uh, so, I guess um, we'll move on to the, the next part here. I want to ask you guys, um, what's your top if – we if we were to end the season today, who would be your four teams that go to the playoffs and rank them? Okay. I guess I'll start. Um, this is hard because if we're, we're assuming that we're ending it today. Right. If that's we what end it to, from the if we end it today. Now, yes. I cannot put Ohio State in. Only from, I believe they're one of the four best teams in the nation. However, their resume is only two games in. And it's hard for me to throw Ohio State in only because they they have two wins, two games. Right. And, you know, they beat Penn State great, but that same Penn State team lost to Indiana, Rutgers yeah. or Indiana. Um, and then they, bre- they beat Nebraska pretty handedly, but we don't know how good Nebraska is because their game against Wisconsin was canceled, which yeah. we, you know. And, and Nebraska is still kind of in a rebuilding phase. Let's be honest. They've got, they got, this is right here with Hugh Freeze. So, I mean, they're still trying to develop the culture that he had at Central Florida National. So, with that being said, um, I think we need to put the unbeatens in right now. So, Clemson, Alabama, and Notre Dame would make it in to my top four. That fourth spot, is up for grabs um, because everyone else has one loss right? outside of Cincinnati. And I don't think Cincinnati deserves to go in because they don't have a good win um, right. against a, a top team. It's between Georgia, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, and Florida. I okay, think- so then go ahead and just – my bad, I mean to interrupt you. Go ahead and take Georgia out of that and just say Texas A&M and Florida. I No. I think out of that, you have to pick um, who has the best win and the worst loss or the best win and the best loss. I think you're going to have to eliminate Florida because they lost to Texas A&M and then Georgia and um, Texas A&M only lost to Alabama, I believe. Yeah. So I think it comes down to uh, Texas A&M and Georgia. And the way Texas A&M is looking compared to Georgia, I would put Texas A&M in. But it's a coin toss between those two schools, in my opinion. Now, this would change if Florida and Georgia play next week. Um, But, you know, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State, by default, we're going to kick them out because, you know, they don't, you know. Right. Yeah. So Texas A&M would be my fourth school. Okay. Alabama, Clemson, Florida, Texas A&M. So you would bump out Notre Dame, even though they're undefeated? Hell yes, because I, I cannot give Notre Dame anything, because as soon as they play a real opponent, they're going to get blasted by 30. What has history shown us? You're right. And I Boston, completely agree with that. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's no disrespect for me picking on JT. It's just pure football facts. Like, if they were playing in, like, I don't know, and I'm not saying the ACC is weak, but it is. 
But if they if they're going to play, if they if Clemson was at full power, it's a fifty point game, easy, easy. Like it's not even it's not uh, it's not even close. I, I can't say that because their defense clearly isn't as strong as we think they are after the the showing they had this week against BC. I mean, come on, y'all! Like, come on, now. That's Agnet, like, but it's like more, it's, that it's defense didn't look good. You can't argue more, that, guys. It's demoralizing to lose your starting quarterback. Like, let's be honest. Like, you got to be like, better like, than that. You have to. This 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 isn't pee wee football anymore, man. You can't use that. JT, JT, they're human beings. They're human beings. You, for, you, Christ you, my, for, for Christ, for no, Christ, like that, if, no, you gotta say you. Gotta, Atlanta, you Atlanta, hey, no, hold hey. on, hold on, because I'm insulting all Georgia teams today. Because if Atlanta can play like garbage with and without Matt Ryan, I'm going to give passes to college kids for playing bad when they lost the number one draft pick. I didn't give the Atlanta a pass. What are you talking about? I, no, we always think you your mentality has always been next man up. And now when you try to make your point, next man up doesn't doesn't work anymore. That 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 that's not it's not valid in this conversation anymore. Okay. If it's not a 50 point win, it's a 35 point win. They're not so, coming with 30. So points. solo, are are you picking the top four teams at this point? Because it seems like you're not picking based off of the actual resume. You're picking off of who you think will actually win. If that's the case, then I wouldn't even throw uh, Texas A&M. I would put in Ohio State in, and I would probably put in, take Notre Dame out, and I would giving, throw. I'm not giving the big team team a pass this year. No. You started late. Uh, no. So, the, so you pick and choose when you want to give passes. So you you pick and choose when you want to be giving passes. Understood. I, I, learned from, I learned from the best. I learned from the best. Understood. I learned from the best. I learned from the best. I mean, my top four, Alabama, uh, their best receiver was out, and they still dominated. Um, I heard that it's – Number two, I would put – It's not – he said it's not – I know Tech, they've only had two two games this season, but – I've seen a lot, and it looks I, – I, I feel confident that this is one of the strongest teams in the country. Um, third is Clemson, just because clearly this team doesn't have the mental fortitude that we thought they had. Um, yeah, your best player went down, but in football, what your best player going down shouldn't make or break the season. And it almost did yesterday. So I can't put them in the top two. Um, And I don't know. This might give other teams, like, hope that, like, okay, we can can do things to this defense to score and maybe stay in this game and be there at a chance to win this. Um, I'm not saying that for my team because my team is always going to find a way to screw up those games. I, I, I... I'm aware of that with my team. Uh, talk about teams that do show up in big moments that if they didn't see this, they couldn't see the holes that this team has. Uh, that's why I got to put them at three. And I really don't have a number four right now. Uh, you know, Notre Dame hasn't done anything to tell me that they're a legitimate contender. Um, yeah, they're undefeated, but they've had one impressive win in that whole thing. And it was against Pitt. And that was, that was the one time they actually looked by the way that I thought they were supposed to look 
And even in that game, there was glancing issues, glaring issues. Um, Jordan, I don't think, I, I don't think there's any legitimate contenders at four. I, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going Georgia. Um, they they're they they look they're front runners. They looked good in the first half against Alabama, and then after that, they just they couldn't do anything. Um, so I don't see them as a legitimate threat. Um, and anyways, they would probably get by the time the season's over, they're going to have at least two losses. And the committee does not put a two loss team in. They might have to do it this year just because of how everything's going. But it's just history shown that the, the committee won't put two loss teams in. Um, A&M doesn't impress me. We saw how they played against Alabama. Um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, we know how that's going to go. And then Florida, I mean, Florida's got that one bad loss. Um, so I'm not really impressed with, if I had to pick a team, I think I would put Florida there right now, but that's just because I haven't seen them play against a top team like A&M or Georgia has, and I don't know whether how they if they would be bad or good against them because they're kind of they're kind of an enigma. So I I but I I it's it's like I put them there because I I feel like somebody's got to go there. I feel like Texas A&M and Florida are the exact same teams, but Texas A&M's defense is a tad bit better than Florida. Mm -hmm. They both kind of. Uh, run the score up in terms of how they score, but yeah. Florida's defense is so bad. Mm -hmm. It's just like ridiculously bad. There's no reason South Carolina and Mississippi um, should be putting up the points that they did against them. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so we'll kind of shift gears away from college football. Uh, we kind of know what's going on there. Um, we'll switch to we have some. We had some baseball news this week. Tony Larusa was hired uh, by the the White Sox, correct? Correct. Um, there was a lot of pushback on that. Uh, could you explain to us why that is what it is? One, um, Tony Larusa has been out of the game for what five years, five six years. Mm -hmm. He okay. Let's let's. Let's just throw it back to the very beginning. One, they should have never fired their their coach to begin with, in my opinion. Okay. Um, the coach was doing well. The White Sox as an organization were on the come up. And I guess they're in win now mode, supposedly, um, with the young roster that they have. And they decide they need to go in a new direction whatever so you go, uh, you go the young Ross you get a really old guy oh right that's the answer there okay an old guy that hasn't been in a locker room in years an old yeah. guy um granted he's had success in the past but um it's a different game now right and for for the most part you know Tony Larusa hasn't had too much success recently in my opinion, uh, I don't know. He—he's just—he's—he's he's the old guy. He's like if a team decided that they wanted to hire. Let me see if I could put this in in basketball terms or something. Uh, 
what's his name? Coach Brown. Oh. Uh, I can't Mac think of his first. Oh, that's not, no, that's, that's La- the UNC coach. Never mind. Mm-mm. Uh, Larry Brown. Larry they, Brown. They decided that they wanted to hire he was, Larry he was, Brown. He was at SMU, hasn't he? Was he, wasn't he? Coach? Uh, I don't know where he's at now. He was at SMU at, at least a couple years ago. I don't know where he, if he's left SMU. He, he was in um, Italy most recently. Okay. With Torino, whoever. I don't know. But, you know, a, a, play, a coach who has success or has had success, very um, respected, or if they hired Phil Jackson and then brought him in. I think this is one of those type of hires. It doesn't make sense to me. And when, when you have a team that's, that's clicking and they're growing just like the Braves are clicking and growing right now. I don't see you. I don't see the reason to break that up and then bring in someone like this. Right. If you're going to bring somebody in, bring somebody in that's going to fit, that's going to grow with that team. And at this point, I don't think, yeah, Tony LaRusso was that higher. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll get, we'll get, let's get to some more coaching news. Uh, we'll bring coach solo back in for this one. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, as we talked about before, hired Steve Nash as uh, their head coach, and he chose to bring in as his assistant, Antoni, um, who used to coach Steve Nash. Is this a smart move to hire your former head coach as your assistant coach? Since he's not saying it, hell no. That is the dumbest decision because it, it's going to put that mindset the same way y'all that. Muted me. Y'all muted me. What I was saying was he's going to be the head coach in the next three years. That's, I mean, right. it's going to be like, Solomon, how would it go if your dad was your 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 assistant coach? I, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> it, would, it would be. You're not getting me fired up. I would absolutely love it if my dad was my assistant coach. How would you like it if your dad was your assistant coach, JT? Uh, well, if when the, when the defense gives up 40 points in a game and uh, we're sitting around the, the Thanksgiving dinner table that year, things are going to get really awkward, you know, uncomfortable. That's that's for sure. But I mean, it's it's the same kind because it's naturally they're going to want to tell you how to do things because that's the relationship you guys had with each other. So, uh, I mean, they can say all they want. Oh, it's your team. It's your team. Do what you want. But they just can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. And let's not forget, um, we've seen this before. We see this with uh, when the Lakers brought in Frank Vogel. We see this with uh, with the Clippers when they hired Ty Lue as an assistant. You have these teams that decide that they want to bring in assistant coaches that really are trying to be head coaches. And as soon as something fails, they ditch their head coach and pick up the assistant. I think this is a setup for Steve Nash. The first signs of the team not clicking is going to be Mike Tony's team. Uh, and the fact that they have not only Steve Nash, but Amari Stoudemire as well on the coaching staff, 
this is, I just don't see how you bring in somebody that was like your own head coach to work up under you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, but we'll see how that goes. I don't think the Nets are going to be that good as expected. This I don't think either. It. it doesn't really matter who's the coach there right now. I just mean, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to run away with it. I mean, this didn't, I don't think this changed. Well, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter who that, but I don't think adding Mike D'Antoni in made it better or worse technically as far as true success on the court. I think it's going to make it worse because they're, you're going to end up running a system similar to what, not to the full extent of what the Rockets ran, but, you know, similar to it. And I don't think KD and Kyrie are going to mesh well in that type of system. They weren't going to mesh well with, together, the two of them anyways. But, you know. But if, they, if they ran, like, pick and rolls like Kyrie did with LeBron back in the day. Yeah. Between those two, that would have been, to me, the best way of using them. And right. then, you know. Right. It's going to be a lot of ISO ball, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I just, I don't know. I don't have high expectations for this team at no, the moment. I'd agree with that. Uh, another coaching hire in the NBA. Uh, I talked about it last week or not, but uh, Clippers just chose to hire from within uh, and the head coach. I'm not sure. I mean, I think I feel like it's just going to be the same thing again when you hire from within like that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the team changes that much unless they get new players. Right. Um, they desperately need a point guard, a legitimate point guard. Mm-hmm. They need leadership and they need playoff Pete to not play like playoff Pete. Yeah. So. I don't think coaching – there's nothing a coach can do to fix, you know, right? the personnel. Like, you, you have to get the players. I'd agree with that. Um, but at the same time, like, Ty Lue, I feel like Ty Lue is in this position because of LeBron. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad coach, but – right. He hasn't done anything really without LeBron. So, I mean, I, I think it's hard to, to say that he's going to make this team successful. I think Ty Lue is more of the player management coach. Yeah. Rather than X's and O's. Yeah. Um, he's going to let the players, you know, work themselves out. And he, of course, is going to draw up plays. But in terms of strategizing, I don't know if he's that type of person. From what I hear, he's in because he he was the type of coach that can talk to LeBron and let him know you're messing up, you know, mm-hmm. and he could get on LeBron. So that's that's the benefit of that. And he's going to hold Kawhi accountable, which was desperately needed last year. Hopefully Kawhi, um, I, I think we said it last week, he has no excuse to miss games mm-hmm. at this point. There's There's no – there's no rest taking days off like you've got to play yeah for sure but all right on that note we're gonna take a brief brief break uh when we get back we're gonna discuss the nfl slate of games and i'm gonna tell you who needs to 
trade the farm for Matt Ryan. Please follow us on Twitter at GeorgiaBamaSees. And tell your friends that whatever podcast provider they subscribe to, they can find our podcast. Welcome back into Georgia Bama Coaches. So I'm going to play GM, um, and I'm going to talk to the GM that loves to loves to cut guys and trade guys as soon as he possibly can, and see if he will accept my trade offer here. We're gonna we're gonna be in the NFL for this one. I will give you. Whatever offensive player and draft picks you want in exchange for Julio and Matt Ryan, I am the GM of the Chicago Bears. What do you say? Of course. I'm, I'm doing it every day of the week. I want all of your picks. I, I want the entire load. Um, I need salary cap relief because we're going to take a cap hit by trading Matt Ryan and Julio. So I need some cap relief. Um, that means draft picks out the wazoo yep. to make up for the fact that we're not going to be able to sign anybody. And we're going to embrace the tank job. I don't know when Matt Ryan's um, contract ends or Julio's ends. but uh, I know they got a couple more years for sure. But I mean, yeah, we're, thinking about this from the Bears standpoint, you're a quarterback and a deep threat away from being a legitimate contender this year. Right. You've got a solid defense, which that's what the Bears are. They've got a solid defense. You've got a run game that can handle itself. No, it's not. They're not all-stars. They're not pro bowlers. But they, but the run game can handle itself by committee. Uh, right. Oh, I, th I mean, you need a quarterback and a deep threat receiver at this point. And I'm not saying they would win the Super Bowl, but – they could get there at that point. That's my opinion. And I I think I hinted to it last week. Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky aren't it. Now I would start. They're Nick not Foles. the answer. They're not the answer. For sure. Foles would be my QB before Trubisky. But if you want to throw in Nick Foles or Trubisky and send them draft picks our way, you know, we'll take it. Now, we're. I think – the, the issue with this trade is that to make it work, I think the Bears would have to come off some players and yeah, um, the Falcons would want some defensive guys. And yeah. I don't think this is possible, but I, I think the Falcons would want Roquan uh, Smith or Khalil Mack. Um, yeah, I could see them. If, if they had to choose between one of those two players, it'd be Roquan that they would send. Right. I don't think they're giving up Khalil Mack. I don't, I don't think there's a trade deal out there that they would accept involving Khalil Mack. I, if, if I'm a, I don't know why John Gruden did that. I got somebody like Khalil Mack. He is a lifer for me. There's not, no, nothing you can, you can trade to me that, will, that I would say, yeah, I'll give you Khalil Mack. But you know what's crazy? We all were kind of clowning him. Um, and his decisions 
I think the biggest mistake for him wasn't trading Khalil Mack. I think the way they handled the quarterback position was the the number one oh, that, that issue. That was a mistake too, yeah. Um, with the Raiders. Their yeah. defense, granted, it's not the best or anything, but it's not like it's a bad team. No, no, no. They could, they could still use some players, but if they had a QB that was not their car. <laughs> no. Solomon, are we crazy for, for trying to get Matt Ryan and Julio to Chicago? I'm sure he would say yes. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll move on then. Um, Solomon's busy redoing his locker room. Uh, tell nobody, but we'll, uh, we'll move on. Uh, talk about today's games. Um, I would say the headliner is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, would you agree with that? Let me see who's playing, but probably that. Yeah. 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 You know who's the Sunday night game? Philly and Dallas is the Sunday night game. I mean, that that is prime TV. And the fact that we want to see Dallas lose and Philadelphia does not want to win some games. Yeah. They're doing their best job not to win for whatever reason. It's like watching the freaking Kardashians. You don't watch because it's quality TV. Right. But um, I'm interested to see how uh, Pittsburgh does. And then also another game, Seattle and San Fran. I think Seattle's got to bounce back. That game is going to answer questions for us. Right. And San Francisco's been, I wouldn't say flying under the radar, but they're still in it. Um, They need to string some some wins, but they're in it right now. They made it out of their injury phase, and they can upset some teams this year. So uh, what is this Pittsburgh going to tell us as far as the season goes? I think this game is going to challenge Lamar Jackson. I think as of recently, I, I he hasn't been performing well. He needs to step it up. And you're going up against the number one team in the North. So if you want to be contenders. Um, one of the best defenses in the league if, right now. Right. You have got to win this game. Like this is must win for Baltimore, in my opinion, um, just for setting the tone for the rest of the year. Uh, Pittsburgh kind of lucked out a win against the Titans last week. Uh, I have a little story about that because I was almost in a bar fight regarding regarding it with some some drunk guy, whoever, whatever. But, you know, Pittsburgh, they're getting the job done. Their yeah. offense is consistent. Uh, defense is one of the best. And they look like they're they're about to win the North but they still have to go through the Ravens. Uh, I think <laughs> the Browns are frauds, in my opinion, and it's only going to get worse from here since uh, Odell's out. 
But I don't know. It's this is this is a game for the Ravens, in my opinion. This this is big for them. Right, because the the Steelers they're still going to find a way to make the playoffs this year, even if they lose this game. If, right. If the Ravens lose this one and Lamar doesn't look good, um, this team might start to collapse because they go as Lamar goes. Um, mm-hmm. As good as the rest of their team is, and also uh, Mark Ingram's out today. So they don't, they don't, they don't have him there to influence the defense. So right. Lamar may not be as effective as he normally is. And I was going to um, say that with Antonio Brown signing with Tampa Bay, I think Lamar really wanted him to go to the Ravens at some point. Right. Lamar it's really going to fall back on, on Lamar to pick it up this game. But we'll see what happens. I got Steelers by 14. Okay. You're back with us, uh, Solo. Um, we we, rec- we requested uh, a trade. The Bears requested a trade for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones for whatever draft uh, Lamar wanted, and he accepted the trade. I know, I was here for all that. Uh, yeah. I was also here for that nonsense where y'all were talking about the Ravens. It's a must win for the Ravens today. There's no such thing as a must win when you're five and one. They're fine. They're, they, he doesn't need to set the tone. Lamar Jackson is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If they lose this game, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. It's like I'm not saying they'll have a at- chance. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this game's going to be very telling moving forward. He's been playing mediocre the past couple weeks, and now he doesn't have hey, running back. Read that stat, hey, read that stat line for me so we can find out what mediocre is, please. I'll pull it up for you. He's been my quarterback on fantasy the past couple weeks, so I, I, I can tell you that he's been mediocre. Against uh, Cincinnati – he had 180 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, and three rushing yards. Okay. Kansas, Kansas City, he had 97 yards passing, 83 yards rushing, and one touchdown, one touchdown and one fumble. I just kind of want to stop right here and talk about the Ravens. The Ravens have not played anybody. And the one game game that they've played against a legitimate good team against the Chiefs, they they you know laid a goose egg. But they've played the Texans, what worst in their division, uh, the Washington No Names, the Bengals, the Eagles. All of these teams are low tier teams. And the Browns, they, they lost the Browns, and, the Browns. They they can beat the state of Ohio. Right. And the Browns, I don't know if they're a good team or not. You know, I don't have any confidence in them. But but regardless, like, they they have not played the bulk of their schedule. They still have to play the Patriots, the Titans. They've got the Steelers twice. Um, and then the last, they end the season, you know, on a easy stretch. But I think this is one of those games that they have to win if they don't want to be – in a position to just like barely skate through on a wild um, wild card 
spot. But that's just me. Yeah. I, uh, I don't see this team. Um, I, I think Lamar needs to kind of step up, um, have the Cam Newton mentality uh, that he's been having, saying, hey, look, it's I've, I haven't been playing well. I got to step up. I know that, know that nothing's guaranteed in this league. I'm going to go get it. Now, I heard all those words from Cam Newton. He's not started on my fantasy team this week, but, you know. As, as deserved. Yeah. He got yeah. negative points last week. Quarterback oh. got negative points. I just want y'all to be um, loud with that same disrespect that y'all were talking at the offseason when I said Tom Brady was still going to be, you know, Tom Brady. And look at Cam Newton sucking it up right now. I just want that same disrespect. Keep okay. the energy. Okay. I'm, I'm Tom Brady saying, has everything he needs. I'm just saying. It was saying plug that. and play situation. You can't. You, the, 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 he left a depleted New England team and went. He still put up. He still weapons. Put up he added more weapons to that. He, he still put up stats in New England even when he was leaving. Yeah, because he's been in the same system for 20 years. 20 years. Y'all say that uh, Belichick's the best coach and he is it's more coaching rather than Tom Brady. I just throwing that out there. I don't want to hear it the rest of the year until Cam Newton turns around. I'm taking you off your leash. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't have the energy Lamar, to Cam, Go ahead. Cam, so. Cam Newton is throwing the people with your athletic ability on a football field. It, what what in God's name is he supposed to do? Freaky one to do tap dance, score every freaking touchdown. And my, by the way, Mike Evans, top five receiver. Gronkowski, best tight end of all time. He took his headphones. His line is awesome. Like stop, stop giving Tom Brady so much damn credit when all he's doing is throwing the damn it's football and managing the freaking football game. He's not doing anything spectacular. Ooh, I'm throwing to a top five receiver. Ooh, oh, I you're still talking. Hold on, let me take receiver. my hat back out. Ooh, I threw to the best tight end. I don't give a damn. You can take it out if you want to. It's the truth. Like, stop giving that man so much freaking credit for, like, doing his job with good help. He's, like, put... Yeah, put him on the Jets. He's garbage. Give him to save somebody else. Now watch this. That's why your girlfriend don't love you. That's why you got your headphones out. <laughs> you said that's why my girlfriend doesn't love me. <laughs> who who is who, who who is that? Oh man, who? Don't what, do Brie girlfriend. Like don't do Brie like that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That brings us to our petty moment of the week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what, what y'all got a good one this week? Go ahead with yours. Let me pull mine. Okay, so we know who uh, Kirstie Alley is, right? She was she was an actress from when we were kids. Um, oh, close out there. She's a very open. conservative woman. Uh, and her her. She is not the petty moment. There was a petty moment that occurred to her from CNN, which it, it would, uh, but you have to get the full story here. Kirstie Alley tweeted, I know 
my why my personal friends who walk around in sheer terror of contracting COVID are simply CNN viewers. I decided to watch CNN myself to get a get their viewpoint. And oh my God, did I ever! If you want to live in terror, watch CNN. Fear of dying is their mantra. OMG. So from CNN's PR Twitter account, Christy, Kirsty, you are welcome to change the channel. Just like countless viewers did every time Veronica's Closet came on TV. But don't play the loss of nearly 230,000 American lives and please wear a mask. For those of you youngins out there, Veronica's Closet was a TV show that she had back in the day before we were all born. Anyways. That nobody watched. Yeah. Once again, that's exactly what they're saying. You're welcome to change the channel, just like countless viewers did every time Veronica's Closet came on TV. Um, I guess my petty moment, uh, I, I won't even say this is petty. This is just like real straight up up front um, <laughs> being mean. Uh, but J.R. Smith was on a podcast recently, and they were talking about if he ever had any teammates that he disliked. And he was very, very honest and said he hated Sam Decker till this day, and Sam Decker knows it. Uh, and I'm not going to go too deep into the, the reasoning, but apparently Sam Decker said some stuff on the team bus or plane and it just didn't sit right with J.R. Smith. Uh, so now he has this personal vendetta against Sam Decker. Uh, but, you know, I'm here for it. Consistency. That's mm -hmm. all you guys for. Oh, yes, for sure. Solo, what's your petty moment of the week other than what you've been doing lately? Um, what could be my petty moment of the week? Um... You know what? I'm turned over a new leaf. I have no petty moment of the week. All I want to say is, is that I love all of you guys as human beings. You're perfect just the way you are. And um, yeah, there's there's no room for pettiness in the world. We all need to come together and be better human beings. That's my stance on the petty moment of the week. <laughs> Trying to be a better human being. Were you just not petty like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not pity if you're, if you're telling the truth. <laughs> I love you. So, so I could get away with it as long as I'm telling the truth. S wanna say take it. it there? Do you want to take it there? Do you, do you, you want to take it there? there? I've got my headphones in. Do you want to <laughs> take it there? I can't, I can't with you guys. So, I love you, but I... Uh, since yesterday was Halloween, um, we'll end with ranking your top four candy playoff choices. Uh, I, want, I did this because when I watched the, the Notre Dame Georgia Tech game, they did this, uh, the announcers did, and one of them had Cracker Jacks in their, as their number two. As their favorite candy? Yeah. Cracker Jacks. Oh, they're sick. <laughs> what? Uh, what? 
and that's what happens if you allow them. Oh, to what, what's your top four, Lamars? Going over the top. All right. Um, I'm going to break it up into categories because uh, I'm not a whole chocolate person, but uh, my favorite chocolate candy. We're going to put that as Snickers. Okay. Oh. I'm going right, to throw Reese's in there because that's awesome. an all-time great. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Albanese gummy bears. And I don't know if you've if you've had those, but those gummy bears are like crack to me. Uh, number four. I don't know. Underrated candy of the week. That's probably my number two. Peanut butter and M&M's. Love those things. Is it, is it like a playoff this year for you? You, you just can't. Yeah, play. that's <laughs> those. Those are the three that I eat the most. Um, okay. And if I'm not eating Snickers, Reese's, or Albanese, I'll I may do peanut M and M's. But you know, what you got, Solo? Uh, Jolly Ranchers, Tropical Skittles, Reese's Buttercups, Three Musketeers. Okay. Oh, you ended that so terribly. I, I gotta go with with Skittles. Number one, hundred percent. Number one, uh, two is Kit Kats. Number three, M and M's. And what type of M and M's? Just the regular. Regular M and M's. Just classic old school M and M's. Nothing special. Just the regular. And then gotta end with. Hershey bar for number four. Solid. I want to uh, throw in an honorable mention Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, I like those too. I'm sure Solo's honorable honorable mention is Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's. (laughs) All right. uh, So we'll end it here with uh, any final thoughts. You guys have uh, week that we didn't discuss. Um, anything you want to throw out there? Weighing on your heart about sports. I just want to throw this out there: the Houston Rockets are going to go from like a contenders in the West to being one of the worst teams in basketball next year. That's going to be my bold prediction. They're going to trade. Russ or Harden, one of the two is gone. And the coach is not ready for this moment, I don't think. But, you know, good for him for getting hired. And that roster is going to look real terrible without a big. So I'm calling it now. Rockets are done for. Okay. Solo, give me your final thoughts. My final thoughts, LeBron is the GOAT, always has been, always will be. Forget everybody who's a Michael Jordan fan. Alabama's the greatest. All of you guys' teams suck. And above all else, LeBron James is the GOAT, and I'm sticking to that. Okay. Uh, He kind of missed the point of the uh, final thoughts, but uh, we'll move in. I'm going to say this. Trevor Lawrence, stay at Clemson for another year. 
No, please. Not done please. anything. No, he needs to the pay The Jets for his have sins. not done anything to deserve a Trevor Lawrence. No, no. He's been overrated. Well, not overrated. He's been perfectly rated. I'm not going to go that far. But he has been like the thorn in Alabama's side for like the last four years. Go so on. this is personal. This is personal for you. Yes, it's damn near. Yes, you're dang right. It's personal. Go <laughs> But this is this is my final thoughts. Let me finish my final. Hey, I'll let you. I'll let you rebuttal. Let me have my final thoughts. Okay. Go ahead. This is not about Clemson. This is not about Alabama. This is about the New York Jets. The New York Jets have done nothing in the past decade to deserve a talent like Trevor Lawrence. He's gonna and when he gets there, the team is still gonna be garbage anyways because they're run by a terrible organization. It's just facts. Trevor Lawrence, stay. You know what? Don't even stay in college. Take a year off, work out, get stronger, work with some quarterback gurus, and then go next year when somebody else who deserves you as their first pick is there because it's not the Jets. If I were the Jets, I would lose out the rest of the year and trade the number one overall pick and get you some help because that roster is so bad. Who would you get trade rid for? Of, I don't know. Whoever ha- comes up with the best Matt Ryan? package. <laughs> yeah. If they want to – if you want Matt Ryan – He's a New England Ryan, guy. I mean, he's – Yeah. He, he went to he, – no, he's not New He's from Pennsylvania. He's from Pennsylvania, if, and he went to BC. So, I mean, he's right around that area. He'd be, like, going home for him. If the Jets want to trade the number one overall pick and some cap space – so salary cap relief for the hit that the, the Falcons would take. I would take that. As that's a that's Falcons the only thing fan. stopping the Falcons from trading Matt Ryan at this point is because of the salary cap. Which is, which is nope, nobody's willing to take it. Yeah, and, which is really stupid the way they, they do that. Just want to throw that out there. The okay. NFL is missing out on, on good trades just because they want to have their salary cap hits for trades. All right. Is there any rebuttal you want to say now? It's you have you you can say something against my final thoughts, Solomon. It's okay. You can talk now. Okay. For the first time ever, Solomon has nothing to say about something. Mark it down, Lamorse. At 11, right. 1036 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Solomon had nothing to say. First and last time this will ever happen. All right. We appreciate you deal, uh, putting up with us for another hour this week. Stay safe. Tell your friends about us. Oh, wow. He even hung up on us. Okay. Wow. Have a good week, everybody. Stay safe. Hopefully there's no more hurricanes. Good off. Don't be yelling at me about no communication. Like, I got 15 kids that don't communicate with me right now.